Hey there and welcome to episode number, I believe, 11 or 12 of season 2 of season two of the World of Presentations podcast brought to you by us at 356 Labs. Today we have another guest that we actually met each other on LinkedIn, which is very interesting. I got kind of familiar and exposed to his videos and yeah, we immediately more or less started to chat to discuss some stuff and we decided to get him on the podcast so that you guys can extract some value from his presentation knowledge. So without further ado, we have Kyle Murter, right? No? That's the one. That's the one. Okay, that's the one. <laughs> so Kyle, welcome to the podcast. Let us know, like, let's start from there. Who is Kyle? The typical, like the very boring podcast question. Who is the person? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah it's, a, it's a good question because listen, every time you stand up and present, that's the question your audience have. So yeah, my name is Kyle. I've been running a presentation skills company called Confidence by Design for the past two and a half years. And the reason Repeat I Repeat that one. Confidence by Design. Yeah, Confidence, okay. confidence by, by design. design. Yeah. And well, the reason I really called it that was because the idea I have is that when I help people with their presentation skills, it's not just helping them with the presentations, it's helping them with their confidence, right? All right? Because you know with training people yourself, Boris, that's what presentation skills is all about. It's about your own self-confidence because once you are comfortable in your own skill and conf confident in your voice, in your body language, in what you are presenting, everything else just flows a lot more naturally. Yeah. And I started off from a place when I first did public speaking where I wasn't very confident at all. In fact, my first ever experience, I stood up, said two words and sat right back down, you know, shaking. Where was that? It Did was at Toastmasters. You've probably heard yeah, yeah. Um, of those of types of organizations before. Well, it wasn't Toastmasters, but it was one similar okay. um, a speaker's right. club. And that's where I really started refining my skills. And I realized when I had that problem, I had a real fear. I needed to do something about it. And that's what kind of sent me on this journey to, to where I am now, where I just absolutely love public speaking. I love helping people improve their presentations too. Yeah, so it was more or less you finding for yourself that, wait a minute, I can and I should improve those skills. And that made you enroll in one of those programs, let's put it this way, right? Yeah, 100%, because no matter yeah. what direction you take in life, you are gonna have to face public speaking presenting at some point in work, even uh, in your social life, when you're going and presenting at a wedding, for instance, it's going to come up. So I yeah. thought back then I might as well do something about this now so that I can benefit from it later on. Valid. Absolutely valid. Like I always say that if especially, which clubs would you recommend? Is it Toastmasters first and everything else second? What's your recommendation for people that kind of want to go in a safe place mm. and kind of find familiar, like people on their or more or less on their level, but with their with the same intention to kind of improve. What would you say is the best place they can kind of start there? Yeah, I think probably on an international scale it yes. is Toastmasters. They're the biggest yeah. organization. They've got yeah. clubs in I think every most countries around yeah, the world. Even, if, even even here there are at least a few. And we're yeah. Right. So. Yeah, I think we've got like five here in Glasgow. So I think that's a great place to start things okay. off. Um, of course, you can go and talk to a professional as well. It's always good to hear from someone who's actually done it and learn yeah. from them too. So those are the two options. And I'd recommend considering both when you're just starting out. That's and okay. also check online videos. You can learn so much nowadays for YouTube and all of these resources. There's a plethora of information yep. out there. 
I agree. So you all, you are also an author of a book on presentation skills, right? So mm-hmm. let us know like what's what's happening there. How did you end up writing a book on presentation skills? Like give us the behind the scenes. Yeah, sure. So when I was developing my skills from that point where I was terrified to eventually, you know, doing it professionally, winning yeah. public speaking championships, all these things, I began to learn that there's five key skills all great speakers have. It's the foundational okay. skills, but they're pivotal. If you don't have them, then the presentation you're delivering simply is not going to have an impact. And I'm not sure how you define impact, Boris, but I define it in a presentation by whether people take action on your words or not. I think that's ultimately what we're trying to achieve when we present. We want people to do something after. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then from there, I started thinking about what five key skills you need to do to make that happen. And then that's where the book came about the five pillars of effective public speaking. It was a concept I was just doing in workshops at first, but over the years I've been refining it a lot and eventually got it published last month, early September. Um, and it's doing pretty well so far on Amazon so forth. And I've also made an audiobook, which I was very excited about because, as okay. you know, as speakers, hearing it is so much more powerful than reading it, I find. And um, yeah. so I wanted to make sure I had that available as well. Are, is it going to be on Audible? What, how is it going to be published? Like, where so is it? It's, it's published on Amazon. So you can get it as a paperback like that there, mm-hmm. for instance. It's as yep. an ebook as well and as an audiobook. And that is on Audible. Um, Audible, okay. Part yeah. of our Amazon as well. They're kind of, you know, in partnership. Yeah, one of my favorite services. If somebody is not, and we are not even getting paid by Audible and Amazon that regard, like if anyone is a fan of audiobooks, I believe that, I mean, Audible is the king there. Yeah, they're just the best. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's the way things are going. I mean, even when we're doing, you're doing a podcast, you're on season two. People are consuming a lot more information by listening to it. I believe because yep. then they can yeah, do absolutely. things on the go. They can get on with their life while yeah. taking on board information instead of having to take time out and, and read a book page yep. to page. So okay. I think it is the way things are going. Um, okay. So yeah, that was kind of the motivation behind it as well. Yeah, you said five. Bring us behind, like. If we have to do an overview, what are those yeah. five things? Yeah, so I'll, I'll break them down for you. So number one is body language, right? Okay. If you can't have effective body language, if you're not getting into that friend category when yeah. you're talking to an audience, it's going to be very difficult to build rapport. Number yeah. two is voice. You know okay. this with your podcast. You know this with your speaking. If you're dull, if you're monotone, if you're boring like this. Yeah. You're not going to get very far. People won't even listen to you, even if you have a message which could change the world. Number three is structure. Uh, how do you okay. find that one, Boris? Is that on your list of importance as well? Structure in a presentation? For sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I, even yesterday we had a case where we were like listening to a customer where they had the practice session with everybody else. And one of the guys that were running the, his presentation and doing his presentation, it was like, from every slide to like his transitions from slide to slide seemed like, and we were hearing them as they were separate topics, you know? Mm. It's just on this slide, I have to tell you this. On this slide, then they he clicks. And then on this slide, I have to do this. And I'm like, it's, it ha- it's supposed to be part of a whole, you know? You have to figure out a transition 
sentence or something so that we kind of feel like this is connected somehow mm -hmm. right so mm -hmm. absolutely you're correct you don't want to be starting a new presentation with every, every slide right every single slide absolutely. and that's why i felt it was really important to talk about structure and a lot of depth you know how yeah. to begin the planning process you know start at the end with the end in mind and yeah. work back to the beginning and then work all the way through to yeah. the end so that's pillar three All pillar right. four is clarity i think it's something which is overlooked a lot people present information especially if it's facts and figures and statistics but it's about giving those statistics meaning clarity for your audience so that they know exactly what you are talking about and the message behind it and then mm -hmm. the last pillar number five is impact which we spoke about a little bit earlier on talking about how we can get people to take action how we can get them to take that step because that's ultimately what we're here to do when we present yeah okay so are they in like you named it in this order are they in this order if you kind of that's right. you have to think about it are you going to say hey take the first one take bold language first yeah let's then go to voice let's then go to structure on and on, on or for you you can kind of say mm, we can start with voice and then add the body language part or are you advising hey let's go this road first right let's i think it's that. easier for people to make changes in the physical than on the other side of you know the content mm. side at first i believe people always i mean the biggest problem right when people are novices and they're first presenting is that they have no delivery at all, usually. I mean, yeah. when I first started, my body language was terrible. My voice was not very engaging. And what that meant was that when I spoke, people tended to switch off. Yeah. Right? And that's why I think it's important to start there, to learn the skills so that you can keep people engaged, and then you can work on the information you're sharing with them. So, yes, that order is what I would recommend. But yeah. for more advanced people, you can mix and match however you like. Yeah, sounds good. So what are, like, if you think about those five pillars, which mm. are obviously, like, very, very important, and I would say that any communications or any presentation person would say the same, right? I mean, yeah, it's all, like, at some point, they become obvious even to the business professional or even to the aspiring speaker, etc. So what are the, if you have the pillars, like, and if you have to think about okay, what are people doing wrong in regards mm. to those pillars? Because yeah. I believe we can we can say that, hey, body language, we can say it's not just pillar. It will be a category of things. Yes. That's, yeah, right? So what are you seeing from your customers, from the people that you work with, doing those workshops on and on and on? What do you see people not doing well still? Like, mm. what are the top mistakes, kind of, if you wish? Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, let, let's talk about this in an online perspective, because that's how most people okay. are presenting Solid. nowadays. So if we talk about online body language, for instance, yeah. the biggest mistake people are making is they're not looking at the camera. They're looking yeah, okay. at the screen yeah. like they're doing right now, which is the equivalent of not making eye contact when you're speaking in public. But yeah. If I look back at my camera, this is a lot better now for both of us. Yeah. Boris. So yeah. that's one thing for sure. I think all our a lot of people are being talking heads where there's okay. just zero activity at all and they're talking like this it makes it more boring but if they're more active with their screen if they're using their hand gestures more their yep. open palm gestures to build rapport then it's far more engaging once again if we take it on in an actual in-person presentation yep. a lot of times people are making themselves as small as possible and okay. you tend to notice that confident speakers they take up space they're comfortable yep. moving in the space 
people who are less confident and they're rooted to the spot and they're almost trying to hide, especially as they've got a PowerPoint behind them as yep. well, you know? So those are some of the things I'm noticing with body language, I would say. Do you see some of those as well? Do you see anything different? I mean, it is the online world, by the way, presented, if you think about it, presented a lot of changes, a lot of new things in regards to what it takes, right? To yeah. make the presentation as effective as possible, mm. right? And I'm kind of shocked. I don't know what's your take on this, but I'm kind of shocked that even though you see some of the top events, some of the, and I was thinking, by the way, when you said the eye contact, all of those things, thankfully we pro, we kind of said to each other that you are going to share the video and I'm not. So that people, <laughs> at least in your audience, will yes. see what you meant by that. Even though if I knew that you were going to be sharing it, I would definitely do some other fixes on, and you have to mention this, like let's mention it afterwards for like, what's your background makes a lot of sense. Like mm. use the background. I recently heard something that was absolutely great. I heard a guy that is film producer, mm. right? And he was being asked for some reason, right? For some reason he was being asked, what does he think about online presentations? I was like, that will be, I mean, that will, be, let's, let's listen to that one because a film producer to talk about online presentations will be interesting take on it, right? Yeah. So this guy went, really i would say with a really clear uh, with a real really clever statement he said that think about a movie right do you have like your favorite movie the the interviewer was sure and then he said so think about the best frame in a movie right he's like sure ready done right and he was like okay do you think that in that frame in the movie if the movie was done well, there is something that was part of that frame by coincidence. Mm. Right? I was like, hmm, <laughs> that is clever, right? Way, good way to put it, right? Good way to put it. So for the virtual, everyone is kind of presenting from everywhere. But I believe that people also, in regards to what you are saying, like the gestures, the eye contact through the camera and not having the camera as small as right now as I have it from the down, down part, right? But yeah, this part with the background is also so critical. And I believe that that statement of this film producer, I don't remember his name, was very, very clear. Like use your background uh -huh. and make sure that there is there are no things that are being seen by your audience that are there by mistake mm, that are there absolutely. by chance yeah so that one in my case normally would look very differently right uh -huh. <laughs> very very differently <laughs> but now i'm not going to change it just for the sake of proving somebody whatever right no, but yeah but great that. advice is there and for the eye contact i think that it is a very easy fix i don't know how your customers are seeing it but for i believe it's a very easy fix it's just yeah requires a little bit of time to kind of get used to it yeah yeah it's a, it's adapting to it and there's there's different things you can do you can put something next to your camera yeah. to encourage you to look upwards in fact yeah even just take like a little yellow sticky note like that yeah stick it above it makes the world of difference but yeah it's about getting used to it you know it's about adapting to the situation and just to touch on the point by the the movie director there yeah i think something to remember as well you always have the home advantage when you're yep. presenting here, right? You, like you say, you control what is being seen. You control where your audience looks because they're going to look at your background. So you might as well give them something decent to look at, right? Yeah. And I believe that there is was a second point there. And I'm not sure whether or not 
it was from him. But anyhow, it's still a great point that, and I think that is so, so true that not only there is, there shouldn't be anything left by chance in your background. Obviously, you have to position yourself and maybe you let us know something about the lighting, whatever mm. lights, because sometimes you have, I don't know for you, but even yesterday I saw like people in more or less their half face was missing and it was white, <laughs> just obviously like a Halloween sort of movies. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I, I believe that this, this idea for having a background that's very well done, you have to think about, especially when the moment is important, I think that you can use your background more or less to brand yourself, mm, right? Yes. So what is, the, what is the background? First of all, there is nothing that's left out there by coincidence. Mm. And second of all, let's try and let's push ourselves as presenters, people in the business, whatever, right? Yeah. Just a little bit of effort to kind of take a look at what's being seen at the camera mm -hmm. and kind of say to ourselves, hey, if people see this for my in my background, what are they going to think about me? Hmm. Right. So that is, I believe something that when you say it, even to the most kind of like junior person in the business world, they're like, Hmm, that really makes sense. Especially yeah. if they're thinking about their brand, if they're thinking about their reputation, yeah. which they should yes. <laughs> really think about it. Yeah. Yes. So what else do, do you see by, I'm curious about that. Do you see, do you see the phenomenon that even the top speakers out there, so the best speakers, which are kind of known in the world, let's not name it, but some of the <laughs> most re world renowned, let's call them this way, yeah. still approach public speaking in the virtual world because they are now getting invited to speak at virtual mm -hmm. conferences, virtual mm -hmm. events. Are, do you see the same that... I think I'm seeing that they still haven't realized that the online world requires different skills. Yes, 100%. Okay. I, yeah. I'm seeing this across the board and it is astounding to me. I, I feel I feel kind of silly, Boris, when I yeah. tell people to look at the camera. Yeah. So many people are not looking at the camera. I have to keep on saying it repeatedly yeah. to encourage people to actually look at their Ooh. camera. Uh, even I'll, I'll give you an example. So yesterday, I'm quite a big fight fan, right? I enjoy okay. boxing, MMA, all these things. And yesterday, there was the press conference for this this new fight coming up with Mike Tyson and Roy Jones, Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, I heard so that one. Aware of it, and the media were asking them questions virtually um, on Zoom. And these journalists, it was it was just astounding to me how many of them looked like they were in pitch dark like you mentioned earlier yeah. how many of them had like their camera all the way down oh my screen's gone there but they had yeah. their camera below them uh, like this so you can see yeah, yeah, yeah. those for instance and there was other times as well where they had like people talking in the background it was just astonishing to me how yeah. unprepared these professional journalists were to yeah. ask mike tyson and roy jones jr these questions and i'm seeing it across the board directors keynote speakers Really, people need to switch on to the fact that this is different and it requires a slightly different skill set, and you should be investing time in that. Yeah. So if we if we move on to that part and kind of transition and say, hey, let's move and discuss a little bit the online world. We said that hey, eye contact is different; it should be there, but it's different. Yeah. We say the gestures are still there. However, maybe we have to be a little bit more careful because mm. you have the screen, right? You have to yeah. be careful how much powerful 
and how much enthusiasm there is right in your in <laughs> yeah. your body like in your gestures because maybe people won't see them completely yes. right mm-hmm. what else do you find different and what do you advise the people that you work with to kind of do in order for them to bring their a game into the online world yeah so i think one of the key differences that i'm noticing boris is how people interact with okay. their audience so when you're in person it's fine you just ask a question you get a raise of hands whatever it is online it's a little bit different there are so many distractions for your audience to get taken away by they've got their phone yep. nearby them they've got their family in the other room fridge is just over there and that's yep. a tough one to get by so how do we keep people engaged well we have to get them involved in the presentation And on an online call, that means using things like polls, like breakout rooms, and also giving people activities to do and opportunities to speak in the webinar. I do not think it should be a one-way conversation where you're the only one talking at your online presentation. I think you need to get some feedback from the audience. It's the only way to get them fully immersed in it, I believe. Yeah. Yesterday, by the way, there was a very interesting comment by one of our customers who was like, you know... I think my biggest problem with online presentations is that I kind of don't get any feedback from them. Like I, they're muted. They don't have their cameras on and I don't know whether or not they are listening. And I'm like, do you feel when you say this, do you feel, and do you now understand what you're supposed to do in the online world? (laughs) You saying that you don't get any feedback means that maybe you may want to create situations which provide you with that feedback. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So absolutely. Okay. So what else? So alongside that as well, I think it's also learning how you're using your tools. For instance, a lot of people like to use PowerPoint. Sure. That's fine. It's great to give a visual demonstration, but I would highly recommend not staying on the PowerPoint screen. The reason being, it's like- What What do you mean by not staying on? Right. So for instance, if I don't know if I can even, should I share a screen right now? What sure. Am, why not? It's just, um, you, it's just you that's going to kind of share the video afterwards. So <laughs> let's yeah, do it. yeah. Would you be able to allow me to share my screen, Boris? And I'll, oh, sorry. While we're doing not. that, I'll just kind of talk through what I mean here. So what happens yeah. is people open up their presentation, their sure. PowerPoint, and they go on a slide. And what okay. they tend to do at that point is they stay on the slides. And the problem with this is that when you do that is you are making the screen very static. And we spoke before the importance of keeping the screen active. If I stay on this screen for the entire presentation, for the entire podcast right now, this is less engaging for you and me, Boris, because we're looking at a still image right now. But if I show you this image and then hop out by closing the PowerPoint and explain my point further, then okay. that is more engaging. So that's what I mean by hopping in and out of the PowerPoint itself. Do not stay on your static still screen slide. You are far more engaging than a slide and that will always be the case. So for the people who are just going to hear this. Mm, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> but just to kind of recap, what Kyle is kind of mentioning is, again, just to kind of recap it on my end. So... The fact that you have slides doesn't mean that when you show a slide, you should keep it on the screen for two minutes, right? Yeah. You can show it for 20 seconds and then yes. turn it off, right? Precisely. So that you become, as the person who presents, you become the bigger thing 
on the person's screen, on your audience's screen, right? Because most of the platforms, right? They push the slides and make them way bigger than yes. the speaker, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the PowerPoint shouldn't lead you. You lead the PowerPoint. You lead the presentation. Yeah. The PowerPoint is just a little prop that you use for a few seconds, in my opinion, and then you discard it and then you talk more about it. Or, or what you will see, or at least what you probably have seen already, the other, the other version of this, and we have cheated a lot of presentations this way. And nowadays, I believe it's very interesting to notice that what we push our customers to do and what we have done for ourselves is that in order for you to kind of cheat that, right? Because if something moves, I believe that you're coming from the fact that, hey, if something moves in front of me, yeah, in my visual sense, something changes. Yes. People, we don't have any other option but to kind of take a look at it, mm -hmm. right? Because we are kind of pessimistic creatures. Yeah, and we yeah. just want to be safe. And if something moves, then wait a minute, I have to see what's moving. What's going on, and, yeah. Yeah, what's going on, yeah. And the other way we cheated with our customers is asking them or we do it for them, depending on if it's development or training service, we build a lot more slides in meaning the sheer number of slides is just tremendous. It's, mm. it's just, so for example, I recently did a presentation for a very big IT company here in Bulgaria and it was one hour talk online. I went through 170 slides or something, which is wow. very rapid right yeah. like very rapid there is moving. Mm -hmm. yeah something that's always moving but if you and now people will say yeah but i don't have the time to do the do those i cannot do them so then you use your idea so mm. now you guys everybody you don't have an excuse you know what you, can do. <laughs> you either build a lot of slides or you yeah. don't have that many but when you show it you can then turn it off right yeah so something continues to move in front of you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got two options there and they're both at either end of the scale, which I yeah. think is a good place to be Okay, at. anything he else did you find? Anything else did you find different and people complaining about or not being happy with? <laughs> um, in terms of online presentations, oh, the feedback is a big one. Yeah. Keeping active, you know, how to actually present in the first yeah. place. I think also a lot of thing is confidence, right? People having okay. confidence to talk to a camera people find it a very strange yeah. experience and more intimidating some people tell me than actually speaking to a human being and i think that's evolutionary right because yeah, when we when we talk to a human being we're getting so much information back when we look at yeah. our camera if you're doing it properly you're not getting anything back at all i think what helped me a lot was creating the videos which you've seen i create short videos on my linkedin and yeah. uh, little one minute tips on public speaking and that trained me to get comfortable with the camera. So this was an easier transition for me. But for other people, it's not. And what yeah. I recommend there is exposure, right? You have to expose yourself to the camera. You have to practice. And I would even encourage people when they're preparing for an online presentation, practice alone in Zoom. Practice okay. alone in a Zoom meeting and actually record yourself on that Zoom meeting. Because then you can watch it back and see how things are being seen from your virtual audience's perspective, which I think yeah. is very valuable. Yeah, that's a good idea. That is a great idea, by the way, especially if the talk is, or if the, if the meeting, if the presentation itself is like very important. Mm. So obviously that rehearsing is nice, but then you can kind of take this advice away, which I believe everyone gives to the business, to the business world and to the NGOs and to everybody that's speaking that, hey, try to rehearse 
in as closest environment to your reality as possible, yes. right? So yeah. now if you kind of fine tune that and say, how do we adapt that to the in online world? Well, maybe it, it's yeah. exactly as you say. Yeah, that is interesting. I haven't yeah, thought I mean, about like, that. I mean, it's like, just like sports, right? If I'm a, a marathon runner, I'm going to train for marathons. I'm going to try and run marathons so I get better at it. If you want to get better at presenting on Zoom, practice presenting on Zoom in a safe yeah. environment on your own. I would add... I would add one more thing in regards to the tools. I don't know whether or not you agree, but if you say Zoom, WebEx or Teams yeah. or whatever, I don't know whether or not you see it, but we always advise the people that we work with to do two major things. The mm. first one is that they need to get familiar with the platform. I don't yes. know whether or not you see this issue. Hey, where, how should I, where is this share screen thing? Like, mm. wait a minute, how can I change? They mm -hmm. try to, they don't know the platform at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you see that often or huge issue? Not... Huge okay. issue. Huge I issue. mean, okay. It, it just it ruins the flow of all the presentations. Yeah, exactly. You don't know how to share a slide if you don't know how to unmute yourself. I've seen that before yeah. with speakers. Yeah. You really need to get comfortable with your platform. And that's why I always encourage people to practice on their platform because it's not just exactly, a case yeah. of seeing a testing out your speaking, it's a case of testing out how you're using the tools as well. So if yeah. you want breakout rooms, for instance. I would practice running through how those breakout room functions work on yeah. your own as well. Absolutely. The last thing you want is people just being stagnant because they don't know what's happening because you are confused about what you're meant yeah, to do. Yeah, where is the button? Where is this break? <laughs> so what's going to happen after if, if I click this one? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, but that happens, by the way, in the business world very, very often. I mean, that is just, especially if you're being invited to a call in a platform that you don't know, like we were like six months ago, we were invited to, for first time ever in a blue jeans call. I don't know if you okay. have used that. Yeah. I have, yeah. 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 So we were like, oh, let's jump into the platform beforehand because this doesn't look good for us if something goes wrong. Right. And mm. by the way, thankfully we did because there mm. were some things that were not as clear to us as we thought they would be. Oh, yeah. And we figured them out beforehand so that once we were on the call with, and by the way, we were on a call with the CEO of a very big bank. So mm. if we were about to lose his time being incompetent in what we do, it was going to backfire on us. But uh -huh. yeah, every single time that is absolutely, if you guys are listening to this and you are using Teams or Zoom or uh, what is it? Cisco Webex or Go to Meeting or what else do we have? Bujins. What else? I mean, um, I think you have all the big are... ones. I think you yeah, Google them. Meet. By the way, Google Meet. Do you do you have this? Um, you I haven't used that time? yet. I haven't used that yet. I've heard some people say it's it's not bad. Um, it's not bad, by the way. Yeah, it really is not bad. That is, I'm kind of surprised. Even though Google are, they are Google at the end of the day, but they didn't become that popular with Google Meet, I think. Like, it's kind of strange. But every single time when we're on it, it really works well. It really works yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, anyway. just think of this in equivalent. So if you wanted to do a great job when you're doing an in-person presentation, yeah. you would arrive at the venue early so you could see the kind of speaking exactly. area you've got. It's the same thing when you're presenting online. Arrive at your app or your platform early so you can check out the, the scene. Yeah. I would add, by the way, one more thing here that I kind of figured out very recently that I was even not understanding that's happening. And it happened in the last even 10 minutes here. So I was, that's why I want to share it because maybe a lot of people will have this problem without even understanding it. So uh -huh. the desks that you define, like if you have an office space or if you de define a place in your 
home, where you are going to be speaking from. It turned out, to be honest, that when I was speaking from this table here that I'm right now on, the table is not that stable, mm. right? So because it's not stable, the camera itself, no matter how it's positioned and no matter on what is being positioned, when I put my hands, just take a look at it. See? Yeah, but rocking. Uh -huh. Yeah. So when I just put my hands to try and do a demo or something, it shakes. Uh -huh. And when you when something when the camera shakes for a four hour training, that's kind of annoying, right? Mm -hmm. could be, could be mm -hmm. very annoying. So mm -hmm. monitor yourself because for you as the presenter, you are going to be, I believe, so much into the presenting part that you're not going to be looking for very small movements of the camera. And mm -hmm. maybe that will create very big issues and distractions mm. uh, to the audience. And thankfully our audience was great. And they were like on the 20th minute, they were like, hey, can you can we stop for a second? Can you check this? I was mm. like, wait a minute, what's going on? So thankfully the other three hours and whatever went well, but just a tip there because I believe it's, you may want to check this out when you're at home and the table or the desk that you're using, are they moving even slightly can be very distracting. Yeah. I think that's a great point. I mean, just making sure you're, you're as once again, what we talked about is about the preparation beforehand, yeah. making sure your gear is all in place so that you can just focus on the yeah. content of your presentation. So yeah, if you minimize any rocking, anything which could disrupt things um, as well, I think that's a great point for us. Okay. So you said that you are sharing those, like one minute type of videos on LinkedIn, mm. where can, they, can where can people find them? Is it on your profile or is it on the company's profile? It's on both, but or my both. <laughs> profile is probably more active with okay. the videos. So if you just type my name into LinkedIn, Kyle Murter, there's not too many Murters out there. So you yeah. should be able G-H <laughs> for you guys that are curious, how do you spell that? G-H at the end, that is tricky, yeah. at least so for me. It's spelled M-U-R-T-A-G-H. It's got yeah, Irish yeah. origins, so yeah, yeah it's their nice. fault. <laughs> it's it's, it's nice. their fault. But you can also find me on YouTube. Sometimes on LinkedIn, videos get lost after a while, um, just yeah. the way it is. But on YouTube, you can see all the videos on there as well. I upload them weekly. Um, okay. Just type my name in again and you can get more information. Yeah, I believe you can see them also on your website, right? Yeah, yeah. They're on the website, of course. Um, confidencebydesign.co.uk is the place yeah. to go for that. Perfect. So any other thing that made an impression on you in regards to like successful presentations? You wrote a book on it. Like if we have to yeah, say, hey, let's go for one more thing here. We spend a lot of time on like which are the five pillars yeah. then we said hey what's different in regards yeah. to online presentations and maybe we can chat for online presentations for two or three more hours right and what the differences uh -huh. are because mm -hmm. there are quite some it's not just hey just uh yeah fix your desk and look at the camera it's not over there right yeah. but if we have to kind of say one more very useful mm. thing in regards to both virtual or in-person yeah. talks yeah or a mistake that people do that is an easy fix, what would you kind of say you're seeing very often? So I'll share something with you, which has been an insight for me recently and been a way which has helped me direct when creating my own presentations. Okay. 
I think when people are listening to a presentation, when they're watching a video, when they're really t- consuming any form of content, they're looking for yeah. one of three things. All right. They're looking to be entertained, educated, or inspired. You've probably heard that before. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? I think a good presentation does one of those things. A great presentation maybe does two of those things. But okay. I think a superb presentation does all three. It, all right. edu- it entertains people, right? Gets them wanting to be there, enjoying themselves. Then it teaches them a lesson, something profound, which they can use in the future. But then lastly, it inspires them to actually act on that. And yeah. I think you are on to a winner if you can combine all three of those together. Not easy, but if you can do it, that's something special, I believe. Yeah, that is that is well well said i think like that is i haven't heard that one being defined this way but it makes so much sense mm. like if you if i just even if i go back to the presentations that i have been seeing right and try to do that and apply that idea to the presentation that i'm seeing that maybe i'm doing also or have done in the past i would be hmm, that's interesting to think about that right it's really yeah have we, have we check the boxes all of the yeah. three, like mm-hmm. that would be a very interesting check to do mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. I think in some cases it comes in that order as well, right? Yeah. I need to entertain you before you're going to be open to hearing my That's idea. True. And yeah, then I need to tell you my idea before I can get you to take action on it. So yeah, it's something which I've been pondering a lot lately and using myself, which hopefully people will find useful. No, okay. So I'll, I want to end up with a question that normally we start with, which is very mm. interesting. <laughs> but I believe that every all of those advices that you are giving and everything that we are sharing here, if people take it and try to apply it, it will be great, right? Yeah. However, the question that I see many people asking themselves is, why would I care about how I present? Like, I don't know for you, but I would say that our industry is not that popular, right? It, mm. We are not that... Um, looked for right it's not like you're searching for an accounting or a website Mm. designer or social media agency or whatever it's just presentation people presentation agencies studios etc and not like that sexy if you wish you know (laughs) the question is that i would say that people my opinion is that people don't understand the importance or they don't see a problem with the way they present so if we have to kind of come up and you have to come up with a reason or reasons why people or the student that's upcoming to the business world or that's the founder or whoever, right? Why would be important for them? Why would they spend the time learning about being great communicators, great presenters? What would you say? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a number of different angles I could take sure. this from. I think I'll use this one, okay? So one of the most important things in, in business in life and everything is how you not only market your business, but how you market yourself, right? Okay. And I think speaking, presenting at its essence, it's marketing, right? It's marketing, yeah. it's sharing ideas, it's getting information out there to people so they can act on it. So yeah. what's the quickest way to share information in terms of communication? Well, you could go to a networking event, right? With say 50 people there, and you could try and get around the entire room talking to each of them because each person might have an opportunity for you and your business. Okay. And you can try and get through as many as possible within one hour. Yep. Or you could speak at that event and that makes sure every single person in that room sees you 
and here's your message. You won't yeah. be able to get around everyone if you're just networking one-to-one, but if you're speaking, your message reaches far more people than you ever could in any other platform in any other yep. way. So that's my opinion because it gets your message out there in a wider, bigger scale. And if we look at the most influential people in history, what do they yeah. all do? They all speak in public. They all communicate to the masses, not just to one person at a time. So it's yeah. time efficient and get your message out there. Sounds good to me. I think it's I think especially people who really are looking forward to achieve a lot. Mm. Right, have to think about that because yeah. I believe that even up until today I have been in kind of the presentation world first from the technical part because I was a tech person before, mm. but then from the agency part I've been there for not that many, but 10 or 11, 12 years, something like this. And yeah. it's, I don't know for you, but at least from what we have seen, not just here in Bulgaria, but internationally, it's very rare to see a person that's really good in, let's say, marketing, mm-hmm. but is also a great communicator. Yeah. Or it's really good accountant or developer or engineer mm-hmm. or finance person, but it's a really great presenter. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. However when you mix those yes it's dangerous right mm. it is dangerous and i have seen it so many times and i continue to see it that just with a little bit of effort yeah with a little bit of effort those people who are that can communicate effectively get the raises get the bonuses so faster oh, than yeah. the other people is just i don't know whether or not it's is it the same that you are seeing Oh, absolutely. I mean, people want to find a way to stand out. They ask how they can make their CV look better, how they can make themselves look more employable. Yeah. Public speaking presentations is the way because so many people won't even go near it. And I, yeah. I think I don't really buy That's the reason that it's not important. I buy the reason as in they're afraid to do it, right? Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable yeah. for them. And so yeah. they avoid that discomfort. But if you are yeah. willing to face that discomfort, if you're willing to embrace that and try your best to develop each week that passes by, you will get so much further ahead than those who didn't even try in the first place. Yeah, I think that is a great point to end on. I don't know for you, but I feel like that was really- I think that was the one. (laughs) I I think that was the one. Okay, we know where to find your, we know where to find it. Can you just repeat the, the name of the- the company because it doesn't have the name presentation in it so yes what was it yes it's confidence by design design. you can find confidencebydesign.co.uk or just type my name in kyle murter m-u-r-t-a-g-h and you get me from there (laughs) yeah okay and for everyone else who so for everyone who wants to see more about the videos and the book and everything yeah. that Kyle is doing, these are the places that I believe you can find him for sure. I personally met him on LinkedIn because of the videos, <laughs> because <laughs> of the videos themselves. Or was it a comment under one of your videos? I don't know. I, I, think, really I think we were introduced by Tony uh, the Joiner, I think. Okay, maybe. And then from there. But anyway, was, it that, the now, that's was that the case? really yes sure 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 that was the case anyway so jesus and it was like what a month ago just yeah and not too long ago not too yeah, long ago jesus anyway that is sh- shame on me <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> even that type of don't thing and somebody kind of introduced me to someone and i'm like mm, no i saw him on linkedin <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> it could have been a combo of both you never know yeah, yeah so 
go on Kyle's website, take a look at his videos. He really shares some really cool stuff. If you want to know more about us as the host, you can just type in 356 laps and not 365 laps. Many people do that <laughs> and they do a mistake. So go to our website, take a look at what our agency is doing. And obviously uh, the conference that's upcoming in April uh, called Present to Succeed. Tickets are already on sale. We're bringing a lot of people into that event. So come and join us. The tickets are like starting at just 49 euros with um, taxes with VAT. So don't tell me you don't you cannot afford that because i mean it won't be serious <laughs> <laughs> okay kyle thanks so much for spending the time looking forward to collaborate again and maybe do a, one more episode on just online right just online yes. tips and tricks that will be really cool let's do it boris that's a deal okay have a great day and thanks everybody for listening <laughs>